Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to this episode of CNB Scene. We're super grateful for all the support and feedback you guys have been sending our way, and we're excited to present this new episode of Wanting to Fit In. Just like our past episode on imposter syndrome, it's definitely a feeling that a lot of us have experienced, so we wanted to unpack it together. We'll be discussing FOMO, styles, and trends, and how that affects us creatively. Before we get started, if you haven't followed us on Instagram, go and do that now at CNBC Podcast so that you can stay updated with us. Now, let's go ahead and get started. All right, guys, welcome back to CNBC. And, oh, yeah, what's up? And, <laughs> and uh, in this episode, I'm really excited about talking about this episode just because this has been part of my whole <laughs> life and it's just wanting to fit in and what it really means. And we'll go over three mm-hmm. topics FOMO, which means fear of missing out, styles, and trends, and how that affects us creatively. And I think one topic that I think we should talk about, and it's kind of like overarching and with everything, is just success i think success definitely affects how we we fit in how we want to stand out and everything like that so what does that what does success looks like for you guys like if we were to define it um that is a really huge part like it's so broad they can mm-hmm. interpret it in any way it's yeah it's, a, it's a very nebulous but I'll, I'll, I'll take a stab at it okay well for me success is uh generally looks like just doing what i love most and also being able to make a living out of it I think that's like kind of the the purest way to look at uh, success for me. I I know it's a lot more complicated than that. You know, you, you you don't feel like you're having fun anymore or anything like that. But just right now, success looks like um, I think it's just allowing me to be who I am and allow me to just like create and and have people enjoy what I'm creating and also I'm able to keep doing that. Uh, for the rest of my life hopefully yeah what is that think for me oh Uh-oh, i was gonna sorry. ask aaron <laughs> what does oh, that look like with, with your art like how are you gonna incorporate that with uh with dance and all your other cool hobbies well a lot of what something about dance that i really love is that um being a part of the community and, and teaching is always something that i really um i really admire within the dance community so i really would i would really love to like uh, eventually get to a point where I can teach dance classes and really Ooh. see people grow in their art. And I'm, I'm, I'm not looking to be like, I mean, it would be nice to, but I'm not looking to be like an international like choreographer or dance teacher or anything like that. Uh, but I just do, I would just love to like teach dance and also like if I'm able to do so on the side, I would lo- also love to like uh, choreograph and like work with like other like creatives and just creating things that we really like and people like really enjoy it and just starting that way and then seeing where that takes us. Uh, so I'm curious um, because this episode's topic is wanting to fit in. So as we're talking about success, like this is for Aaron and also for everyone else, like does your idea of success fit more closely with fitting in or like standing out? Is it one or the other? Or like, because I think this whole episode will be talking about the concern to fit in. But does that even fit into your conception of what success is? I think it definitely fits in mine. I don't know about you guys, but Mm. for me, my definition for being successful is to survive. 
like I don't really aim to like stand out in the pool or anything. Like obviously I still want to stay on top of the game and not get eliminated in the creative world. Like I still want to know what's going on. But like I think my subconsciousness and my mind is always thinking about like how to survive and like it's like in a business mode where it constantly try to think of ways that um, how to survive in the photography world, how to... So I guess like at this point, my goal isn't to stand out. Maybe that comes later, but at least for right now, I'm trying to survive in the creative world and I'm trying to literally not get eliminated by, mm. by the creative world. Interesting. So, Very Darwinistic. Yeah. I love it. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, I love, I yeah. I love it. Uh, so you, you is it is so is it kind of like for you is it standing out then? No, right? she said fitting in. Oh, but when oh, I... could you like fit in but stand out? That's like <laughs> the ideal, right? Yeah, that's right. like the ideal. Mm-hmm. Like stay on top of the game. Yeah, so then like, you're yeah, above that could the game. Be. Wait, no. Yeah, Frick. but that could be like my that is my ultimate goal. But like for where I am right now, I just don't want to get eliminated. Kind of like at school, like I don't need to be an A student. I just need a C <laughs> to pass hey. the class. <laughs> so yeah, so like that's not the like, ultimate goal, but like right now I just want to pass the class. I just want to survive in the creative world and just want to get inside the world and see like what's going on and then eventually like stand out my work, you know? Mm, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think for me, like for someone who has the perspective of I'm just creating stuff as a hobby, Success is when I can just do the thing I want to do as opposed to just thinking about it and then sharing it with other people as opposed to just keeping it to myself. So there isn't really a requirement of fitting in or standing out necessarily. Maybe a little bit of standing out, but like really just doing whatever feels more true to myself, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, those two elements, like doing the thing and then sharing the thing, I feel like are actually quite important to me. Um, so for example, with like photography, I, I, f- I do feel kind of successful in a sense with that because I started it and I started it in the context of community. So there was a lot of support and I was able to share it. I was like, wow, this is great. Um, but maybe with other hobbies, like say writing, I'm like paranoid about sharing my writing with anyone, (laughs) which has been touched on in the last episode and I've received feedback on. (laughs) Um, We would love to see your blogs. Oh gosh. (laughs) Maybe I'll I'll resurrect the most recent one. Need it. Oh, we'll see. Give the people what they deserve. (laughs) But yeah, I was reflecting on that because I'm doing it, but I think that missing element of like, I haven't shared it with people, I do feel less successful at that. Like, I feel like it's less legitimate, even though it's kind of not, but it feels incomplete in a sense. So I guess like to also go back to my own question, there isn't really the idea of fitting in or standing out, but those topics certainly arise in other scenarios. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow, very interesting. I think for me, it's just, uh, I've been trying to fit in i've been trying to stand out and i think there there, yeah i agree with all you guys like there is a a point where we want to do everything in terms of fitting in standing out like a good healthy balance and i think i've tried to fit in in terms of like pursuing my art as uh you know pursuing the dream pursuing photography trying to get money get paid so that i could do it for a living 
and I just got burnt out just trying to fit in, you know, following mm. uh, whatever the other photographers are trying to do. Um, at the time when I was trying to get into it was wedding photography. That's like super in, especially in yes. in, in our in our Arizona community because it's like, oh, like what's something unique that everyone in Arizona does that's getting married. <laughs> and everyone's just like, I need pictures. Like, I need great pictures. And is that what we all have in pictures. common? We all have in common. No, I'm, I'm just messing around. <laughs> but like, what? What? Uh, that's what it seems like the Aaron's trend was. Definitely like, in a FOMO right now. Everyone in Arizona. I'm, like, I'm FOMO in the marriage game, I guess. <laughs> what, what, like, what, what the, the photography game? Everyone's getting married and stuff. Like, <laughs> like with the photography game, it was definitely wedding photography. Like. If you're some some other kind of artist in terms of photography, it's just like, what are you doing? All the money is in wedding photography, silly. Hmm. Um, and so I tried doing that, and it, oh man, being a wedding photographer, like I never got to the point where I was the main shooter, like I was the second shooter, um, mm -hmm. as the backup, right? And I felt so nervous being the backup, like I didn't want to mess up. Mm -hmm. And the main guy is like, you know, all like I think the trick is you're always nervous, and so like. I understand, like, okay, my job... It's like the Hulk. Yeah, my <laughs> my job as the second shooter is to make sure, like, hey, man, you've been doing this for, like, years now. You got this. And you show me your photos, you're doing great. You you know, you're doing amazing. And that can go, mm -hmm. go far for the, you know, the main shooter. But for me, it's just, like, trying to fit in with, you know, that. I'm just like, no, nah, that's that's not for me. Because I didn't find joy in, in, in making money in my hobby. And then standing out... Um, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try to be different in Arizona and try to be a fashion photographer, but change up the fashion industry and, you know, see what I could do there. And I was making strides. And then all of a sudden I was just like, man, I'm not having fun pursuing like more individualistic goals. And I think, I mean, it's good to have personal goals, but for me in finding success in that, that didn't bring me joy. And so I kind of want to bring up like three categories in terms of like what I find success in. Um, one is just how does my art impact my community? Um, am I having others like when they see it, are they inspired? Like, oh, I want to I want to grow I want to become better. I want to take better pictures or uh, create a conversation with each other saying like, oh, what is this? What does this photo mean? Or this photo made me happy or man, I felt the sadness in this. Like, how can you know, I can tell great stories like that. And so I find success mm -hmm. in terms of the interaction with the community I'm involved in. Uh, the other other part is do I find in, do I find joy in the things that I do? So finding joy, being happy, um, and get just got that excitement. Like sometimes, like I don't take photos for stories, but just purely for the art. Like mm -hmm. I have an appreciation for Japanese architecture, and when I was in Japan and I just took a, an amazing photo of a building, I'm just like this. I can't explain what it is or how to describe it, but when I see it, I'm just excited In yeah awe. i'm just like wow this is so good and so like for me that is success like i find success in my art because i'm still happy i still find excitement in photography and then the last one rather than not trying to be unique or even fit in is just how can i inspire like others as well i think it kind of goes with the first point i don't know i'm kind of getting confused with my points but it's just like inspiration and like how how much of an impact i could do Mm -hmm. um, I see that your success are very people dependent. 
like it involves people. Like you want to, re- you want other people to relate to your work. And、yeah. um, do you find joy, or like, do people find joy in your work? So it's very people. I can see it's very people dependent. Yeah, because、mm-hmm. I also find success in other people doing amazing. Like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know, when I see you guys pull out great photography, I'm just like, heck yeah, like you know. <laughs> um, and I just find joy in that because it's like my community is thriving, my community is growing, and、mm-hmm. I find joy in that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I I think I want to focus a little bit more on fitting in because that's the whole thing. Um, and I want to talk about FOMO because I think that's FOMO so big. FOMO. Like I mean, we can focus on the art aspect, but oh man, like you hear it everywhere. Like when one friend finds、yes. out they didn't go to this event, they're like TFTI. Thanks for the oh、invite. the most oh,、yeah. awkward thing. Yeah, to hear. and you're just like, uh, uh yeah. Uh, I don't like, know what to say to like, that. TFTI, but like I was like. But we did invite you. So, <laughs> oh, like, snaps!、Okay. That's even worse. <laughs> yeah, we did invite you. So like, oh, we're getting this invite. <laughs> oh my gosh, Aaron! <laughs> I'm in a I'm in a mood today, ladies and gentlemen.、So、okay, okay. We're a, Aaron, how are you? Coming, coming, coming in hot with with some spicy commentary. <laughs> so yeah, how does how does FOMO affect you guys as creators? I think FOMO for me. It translates itself directly into me just being self-conscious. That's like、mm. the clearest correlation there. Like, of course, when I see other people doing really cool stuff, or like, oh man, I think I knew about like the photography meetups that we had before I was a photographer, and I was like, dang, too bad I'm not a photographer, because <laughs> that would be really cool. But then, luckily, I, I became one, so then that was convenient. But I remember just being like, "Wow, what a nice little group of people!" Or even people that hear about it, I'm like, "Oh, just come! Like, we don't care! Like, just show up. We'll like give you a camera. It doesn't matter."、Um, but people are just like, "Oh, I don't know. Like, it's not really my thing." So I think like the community aspect contributes to a lot of FOMO, but it also just kind of makes you feel self conscious. Like, am I doing something wrong? Why is everyone else doing this thing and I'm not? Like, maybe I'm defective.、Um, <laughs> I don't know if that was super clear,、um, but <laughs> I think I have realized with FOMO that I think I actually get more out of doing something that's more unique.、Um, mm. So in terms of like、uh, like a style or a trend, I don't know if I've experienced FOMO that much in that way. Like when I think back on projects that were especially fulfilling for me, I think I really enjoyed them because they did feel true to myself. But also, I saw that not too many people were doing something like that. Uh, so, for example, like the podcast. You know, how many of our friends have a podcast? Not many people. Yeah.、Um, but I think like it's so much fun. So I love doing things like that.、Um, or when we had our little like collaborative zine,、uh, we published like a little digital magazine. And yeah, like no one has done that yet, but it just felt so right for me to like edit a magazine. Like, oh, so fun. So,、uh, or a gospel choir mentioned last episode. Oh, that was so good. So yeah, I think. More like FOMO isn't that much of a driving force for me as much as when I have an idea in my brain and I think it's more unique. Then I'll be more inspired to carry that out. But FOMO still makes you feel bad, though. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like it was because of the FOMO that you don't necessarily want to feel left out, and that kind of force pushed you to stand out because like you have done things that people haven't really done before. Oh. 
Yeah, so maybe. FOMO worked in your advantage. Exactly. So like FOMO made me feel set apart. Yeah. But mm. then I used that to set myself apart. Mm. <laughs> yes. Okay, you made yourself okay. an outlier. Oh, that is very interesting. I didn't think of yeah. that. Hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> See and be seen, guys, you know. Seeing things from a different I'd perspective. <laughs> you are now is being seen in a different way. Yeah. <laughs> what about you guys? I see FOMO for me um, whenever I see artists creating, I don't necessarily, I guess the negative feeling is that I'm not creating myself um, and I feel super bummed, but I'm just like, I don't negative, like in the past, I probably would have been like, what am I doing? Is this the right thing? Is photography right for me? Is videography, am I a good videographer? Can I make videos? Like I would answer like that would be the past me. Now I'm just like, man, like, I wish I was there helping him out. Like I want to help him be successful. I want them to grow. And so I think it's just, I just get energy and excitement when I see others creating. Um, so I don't know if it, it's necessarily a FOMO now. I just, when I see people creating, I'm just so excited and motivated that I, either I want to, you know, follow up with like the trend that they're going with or try to do something myself that can just, you know, motivate and inspire people. Oh, so you're awesome. Like, you're like, when you see people creating, and they're like, oh, you're doing their own thing. And you're like, oh, without me? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, are you creating all of that? That's great. But without me? Aaron. <laughs> feeling. Every time you said that, or being sass. I'm being, I'm being sass, guys. Just today. Just today. I ha- I should, we should put that disclaimer in the beginning. Of this, oh, of this I love it, though. Keep sassing. Bring up the drama. <laughs> Aaron is the icon for FOMO. <laughs> FOMO. Oh my god! Like when we post the like the preview episode, it's just Aaron's face. Oh no! <laughs> that's, that's not. That's n- not no. Not. That's no 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 bueno. That's not. That's not. Um, but I'll, I guess I'll go and share my thought. Uh, mine's actually sure. pretty. Mine's actually pretty similar to JDS actually. Um, um, I got to approach FOMO in like uh, in two ways. It, it motivates me, encourages me to like work harder and train harder when I see people who are like my age and or even younger than me who are very talented and who have worked really hard with dance and stuff. And so I'm like, man, like I really need to put in some training like today and like really get to like really get to that level and stuff. And, and it's really um, it's great because FOMO has actually actually like in red situation, like has actually pushed me to be like a better dancer. Uh, and to actually grow and I can like sometimes I don't see it so I get caught up but then one but then you know during a class or something and I get super self-aware and Mm -hmm. it's awesome and it's like an out-of-body experience and I'm like wait I'm I'm keeping up with the choreography today because like three months ago I would not been able to so like seeing that it actually made me feel like okay FOMO is like actually really great but in terms like in the realm of like trends and styles Dance has a lot of trends and a lot of styles that are um, periodic and they they have the different seasons and stuff. And I'm sure like a lot of people are familiar with certain uh, dances, dance moves that have like um, are like pretty viral and have come up in the Internet in the past like past decade or so. But I never really feel compelled to like do what everyone else is doing. I, I appreciate dance and I appreciate people having fun with it and, you know, 
and I, I see that it's like a, it's a lot of fun, but I don't feel like I have a need to copy it or, you know, be a part of that. I, I appreciate it, but it, it fuels from, it's fueling me to do what my creative like per, uh, style is and just working hard with that. Wow. Hearing from all three of you, the driving force are very positive. Like rep, your FOMO makes you more self-conscious, so you do something more unique. And then JDF also let you think about how to pour into other people. And like Aaron, like FOMO actually drives you to become better. I think that's really great. How unexpected. But- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like that kind of puts me to like another side of the spectrum. Because for me, FOMO... Like, my definition of FOMO kind of, in order to not feel, like, not have the feeling of FOMO, then um, I'm very conscious and I'm constantly paying attention to what people are doing in the creative world. I make sure that I always check out what is the latest trend um, in photography world or, like, in other, like, other creative stuff. Because I don't want to get eliminated, I don't want to feel left out. So I put so much attention to what other people are doing. But then sometimes I think because I do, I pay too much attention to what other people are doing. And um, that kind of fills up too much of my mind that I have to follow them. I have to knowing what's, what's the latest news in the creative world. I think that tends to lose my own originality or uniqueness because I try to, you know, try to fit myself inside the world, which um, I guess like at this point, I'm not trying to stand out. I try to like connect with other people, but I don't really feel like I'm not having that mindset yet to be in that. And I'm the thinking that I have to force myself to fit in makes me less, makes me less unique. Mm. So it's kind of like negative and sad. Yeah, I feel like that. Because <laughs> there's a lot of things that I try to do and it doesn't really work out for me. Mm. Yeah, I mean... I think sad. that's a very like natural feeling. Yeah, I, yeah. I feel like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's like... That's like... Sorry. Oh no, you but, go. Like, I feel like that's like... <laughs> you go. Okay. Uh, I think that's naturally what FOMO leads to. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think our cases are like different because it's different. I have no explanation why. <laughs> sorry guys but i i mean i that actually does make sense that fomo can actually lead to those kind that can lead to that um lead to that result for you and um i think that's like one of the things about fomo that i guess is kind of dangerous you mm-hmm. know and having that mentality and and falling into that is is very it can really hurt you in the long run like when you're what when you're especially when you're doing something creative yeah i think for me it's just the uh when i wasn't always positive like you know, there was a negative point in how i took in fomo right like i think it there is like a negative aspect for fomo and i think that's how you know i responded before and kind of like what aaron brought up and i think it, it it is a natural reaction to 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 be like that and uh i just wanted to point out joanna that in our photo challenges for the meetup you are one of the most creative persons out there because like for, for example remember that time when we did the prop challenge and like oh bring in a prop and make oh, it look yeah, cool the chair, and then you're brought in a right? chair that folds right and you're like look it can be a purse you can sit down on it i'm just like Holy <laughs> oh moly. yeah the little stool yeah and then 
like that's standing out right because everyone's just like oh i got this prop uh yeah like this is awesome and i think everyone did a great job in terms of what they did and then you kind of like set the tone where it's just like yo make it like a purse and walking down the runway and then people strutting it and then people saw your your excitement and your creativity that it Aww, forced so it forced them to think outside the box so you know there are instances where you're like you know amazingly standing out and i think you just got to find that oh thank you oh yeah. i'm gonna cry oh my god <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, stop <laughs> but uh, yeah i really do want to keep talking about that because it's like you know what leads to fomo and you know in this day and age of just social media and just mm-hmm. seeing what our community is doing, like whether you're seeing it in person or online, you know, you see trends pop up, right? Like people don't Definitely, do, yeah. yeah, like you don't pe- see people doing something that's not popular, right? Like it, I, guess, I guess it becomes popular because everyone's doing it, right? But yeah. mm-hmm. so how does the trends that you see on social media or whatever, do, does that affect you? And you're like, oh, should I try doing this? And have you tried incorporating that in, in terms of like, you know, for Aaron Dance and for us photographers just photography trends or reb is just a renaissance woman so she does oh, no. a bunch of stuff a, you know like have you seen have you seen a trend she... and you're like oh i'm gonna try it but then it didn't work out That's actually a have a question oh. actually oh go go go, go 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 fantastic question oh aaron i thought you were gonna answer oh no, no I was just <laughs> see this is what i what we do to give each other time to think is that right, 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 we, right, right. we fill in with a lot of nonsense um <laughs> I I think for me, okay, so something that I, I don't think it was trendy for the world, but it was trendy in the community that we were in. Um in college. I think um we have we have we had, we origami was like really popular within our community, like our Ooh. our especially in col- our college community. Shout out um, to Boy Swang. <laughs> shout out to Boy Swang. Um hint hint wink wink. Um <laughs> But the Boy Swong the sensei. <laughs> we're we're trying to summon Boy Swong as much as we can here. But yeah, he was he'd actually he actually lead like origami classes and like teach people origami. And so I was like, all right, everyone else is doing it. And so like I was doing an internship in in LA, and I was like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna learn you know how to how to fold some paper. You fold know? some paper. <laughs> and I had some like origami paper, and it was awesome. I was like, all right, let's sit down and just do this. And I folded yeah. like maybe four animals and I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> like it's really That's better than zero. Right. But like I don't I honestly don't have like the patience and just kind of like that level of detail to just like spend that time folding. I, I reckon I see this level of skill that Boyce has and I was like, man, like I don't see myself doing this like long term. Hmm. I see everyone else doing it and they're having fun with it. And I tried it. But it just really wasn't my style. And what was my style was just I wanted to do more with dance and choreography. And mm. that was like picking up like something really fast and applying it like directly and getting like uh, immediate feedback was like that was what that was what like more of my what my style was. And then like but like sitting down and folding a piece of paper into like a crane was like not my not like my not my speed at all <laughs> and I I, 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 I still have like some of the paper and stuff and I and everything but I yeah it just it just wasn't it just didn't work with me or maybe you can incorporate your dance <gasps> while folding fold yourself gummy. I feel like that should be <laughs> fold yourself <laughs> fold myself 
All right, that, that's <laughs> that's yoga right there. Like when you're doing the popping, you pop the paper. I might pop my back wow. if I do that. <laughs> okay, getting creative. <laughs> that's a different spin on it, but <laughs> yeah, it just all crumbles up. <laughs> yeah. What about you guys? I think for me, um, I mean, the one thing, or I heard Aaron, I listened to your whole thing. Um, oh. But something that stood out <laughs> was Thanks. where you're just like, it just wasn't my style. And I think that was sort of the conclusion for my hobby, too. So um, it also wasn't like a trendy hobby in itself, but there was like an over overarching trend related to it. Basically, I'm, I'm not saying what it is, but so here it is. Um, I took a music production class for a semester in college and they taught us like it was like producing hip hop and dance music. So they taught us Ooh. like how to make beats and stuff like that. And we like had these programs we could mess around on. And I was like at the time also like lo-fi was pretty big. I actually feel like this was before like the girl with the headphones video. Oh, I don't man. remember that being a thing. I'm not too sure. But like lo-fi was definitely a thing. Yes. And I was kind of into that. I also was kind of attracted to the idea because um, like I'm from a pretty musical family and um, I do feel confident that I have a pretty good ear, but I'm so unconfident in like my singing, my instrument playing. Like if I posted a cover, like, no, I would never. <laughs> I'm just like too self-conscious to do that. Or I very rarely do. So I was like, oh, this outlet could like help me. Um, it's like a way for me to use my ear, but not have to like sit there and like sing or like play some instruments. I can like create something digitally. So I was super attracted to that idea. But after some time, I like was making some stuff and it was a fun time. But like, I just realized that like, I, I don't like staring at a computer screen for longer than I have to. <laughs> like, especially when you're doing homework and stuff. Like once I'm done with my homework, the thing I want to do is not look at my computer. And what about watching trashy reality TV? All right. Well, maybe. Oh. <laughs> I feel like there's a story behind this. That's fair. That's fair. But I think, yeah, I just wanted like something that was a little bit more like, I don't know, my eyes get really tired easily. And I was just like, dude, I don't know if this is my thing. Um, like I actually have Googled in the past hobbies that don't use your eyes. <laughs> because because like... my, my problem is so many of my hobbies are like writing or painting and it requires me like staring at something close up. And I'm just like, <laughs> No, my profession is already like writing and reading. I need to do something else with my eyes. So yeah, that, oh, mm, I don't like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that was just part of like the whole self-discovery process. Like I really enjoyed the fact that um, it was something relatable for me, like music. And it was also like sort of trendy, I guess. Like if I said like, oh, I'm making like lo-fi beats, people would be like, what the heck? But yeah, it just like didn't yield in the result that it did because it just wasn't really super, super true to me, I guess. So I don't know, just part of the process. Hmm. For me, when I first got to college, vlogging was a really big thing. Ooh. Like almost everyone have their phone or like they're almost holding their camera all the time, holding their phone, trying to record everything. Like, no matter what, like, Snapchat or, like, I don't think they have Instagram stories back then. But, so, um, that was when, I think it was, like, 2015. Yeah, like, around that time. So, like, vlogging was, like, a really big thing. And I always pay attention to that because I always want to know what's going on. 
I think two years later when I moved to Arizona for my junior year, and I always hear that people will bake cookies in the <gasps> car. I remember oh, this video. I remember this. Yes. So <laughs> yeah, I was, was like, you know this what? Is this is like this is my first time and this is new and I wanna give it a try. So I actually made a video of me making chocolate chips cookie and I baked it in my car. Yes. And it was like I made the whole video vlog style. So like from like scratch and then put it into my car and then picked it up and then tried it myself and then even bring it to my friends and like, <laughs> try and capture their reaction. Wow. So yeah, I made that and I made one video and um, I thought it was really fun in the beginning because like I received a lot of good comments too. Like they were like, oh, you're really good at that. You should make more videos. So actually like a year after I have another idea that I'm gonna make two badges, like one with the oven and one with the car cookie. And I'm gonna cap then try it. So it's like a sequel of the, my first vlog video. Mm -hmm. But then like when I was doing it, I'm also like back then I'm also a videographer. So I really pay attention to like sequence and like all the shots, like, you know, just trying to capture a lot of things, but like it really makes me tired. And I feel like I'm exposing a lot of things that's really personal to me. Yeah. yeah. And I kind of had a realization that do I really want to show that part of personal life to other people yet? Am I ready for that? Because mm-hmm. like vlogging, you're basically sharing your life to people that you don't know. I'm sure there's a lot of people in the world that are really nice, but you know, you have like people who are creepers or like Mm. who are haters that might comment on your video saying like, oh, this girl, what is she doing? You know, this is dumb, yada, yada, yada. So like, even though it was a big trend, like to do YouTube videos, I guess I wasn't ready to show that part of my, I felt it was too intimidating to share that part of life to the world or even to the community. Mm. So um, yeah, I guess that's why I stopped doing that. I'm still happy with that. Like I'm happy to, like if I want to share, I will still share it, but I don't feel like I am obligated to share it to other people. Mm. So. Yeah, dang, got me thinking a lot. Mine, mine, <laughs> mine's like. I kind of felt like, it became another topic. Well, that's, that's, well, I mean, that's entirely <laughs> Ooh, fine. That's so true. Yeah. Like, when I when I think of trends, I think of... Let's go know. back to FOMO. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, for me, it's just like, mine's like, I don't know, not not petty, but it's just like, didn't make a big of an impact, like, compared to, like, you guys. Like, it was just, you know, so, I guess, life-changing or eye-opening, you know, situations. Mine was kind of like, uh, like, there was this photography trend, trend going on, I think, I noticed about three or four years ago. Honestly, I think it's still going on right now. And I think, especially since we're in the desert Southwest vibes and everyone wants to do warm, overly warm, saturated tones yes. and photos. Mm-hmm. And it's great. I love that, you know, the photography and it's, it, it, it accentuates it's so the desert cool. and it's amazing. And I was like, you know, I think I should try it. Um, mm-hmm. And I did. And I was just like, it just doesn't feel right. Like, I, I hate it. Like, it didn't fit my style. Like my whole thing about photography is just like capturing, you know, community, capturing moments. And I think what when it comes down to like sticking to like a editing style or overtones or whatever, my style is not very distinct in that sense. It's more like 
the moments I'm trying to capture. So if I were to incorporate that editing style to my photography, it just it would just feel off, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, if there's a sad moment that I captured and, you know, when I when I think of warm tones, it's like, oh, bright and happy. And you put a warm tone mm-hmm. in a sad photo, it just oh no feels sad off, right? Tone. That's not. And I'm just like, work. Mm, uh, like you know, I was just forcing myself to stick to that style, and that didn't work. And in terms of my photography, I, I try to edit in in terms of the situation. So if it requires like a film look, I'll you know edit the photo in a film look. Or if it's a studio photography session, I'm not going to edit in a film look. Or maybe I could, but you know, I would try to stick to as much details as I can because with studio photography you have more control of everything so it's like you know what I'm just gonna make this as detailed as possible mm-hmm. and so that's kind of like what my trend or not trend my, my style is and me forcing myself to stick to a, a trend it, it hindered my growth in terms of that or I, maybe it even regressed some of it because you know like I just wasn't putting out good work and mm-hmm. so like I was just like you know what I'm just not gonna like I appreciate the trend and you know it's still going on still going hot i think it, it will for a while because i think yeah. because we're in arizona so it it's gonna stay like it's that always for, warm. for a while <laughs> um, Dude, i might get on that let's go hey <laughs> and so yeah i think i was just like you know i'm just gonna stick to what is true to me i know you said that yes. was simple but that's like actually so real i was thinking about that <laughs> too like um I, I had like a little moment a few months ago where i just saw like everyone had such consistent color palettes and a lot of them were like blue orange just like deep blue orange contrasts or like maybe they had like three colors that they stuck to and I was like should I be doing this like should I be picking my three colors to stick to is this a thing that's like required (laughs) of me if I'm gonna keep posting and I think like if you're trying to build a brand and you're like kind of marketing you want to show like what type of photography you're gonna do and that's like your thing and that's fine but I think I realized, like, I respect that a lot, and it's definitely, like, an art form. But for me, like, kind of similar to what you said, Jadia, just my style is just sort of, like, kind of capturing natural moments. And so I enjoy the fact that, like, my color palette isn't consistent, you yeah. know? It's just, like, whatever is around at the time. Is it nighttime? Am I using, like, really trash flash because <laughs> that's all I have? Or, like, is it really beautiful it out? Like, my, my, my favorite. Yeah. What? Oh, your favorite what? Oh, no, your trash flash lighting oh (laughs) thank you thank you um but yeah i think that was something i just decided like i see that people are doing it it looks really trendy and really like modern and on point but like i guess it's just not for me yeah but i think Mm. one thing that like whether you know you're deciding to do stick with color tones or whatever but i think one thing that i do notice about your photography or like some people would mention about my photography is just like the style of moment capturing moments or candid Mm -hmm, moments mm -hmm. Like, when you see that, they're like, oh, that's definitely a Reb photo. Or, oh, that's definitely a JDF photo. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I would hear, like, terms like that. Oh, that's a, you know, X, Y, Z f- photographer photo, right? Like, yeah, they'll yeah. point out because that's a very distinct style, whether it be color or just the type of content they're putting out. You know, it's very it could be very distinct. And so how does that affect your guys? Is like, how do you see trends? Like, I think Aaron kind of touched upon it uh, a lot so we can dig further for it like how, how do you see trends and how does your expectations play into like your style yeah i did mention this a ton in my answers i i like to take stock in what is happening within the dance world to learn more and to be aware of what is happening see what is what's happening in the world and i appreciate it and i love it because people are dancing Heck, yeah. and that is great love it 10 out of Heck, 10 yes 
but I generally have more fun and I have more fun crafting and working on my own individual style. It's just something that I, I feel like I'm being, getting closer and closer to like who I am as a dancer and what my like what what kind of per, like what kind of style that fits me. And I want to be known for my style. I don't want to be known for being a like a trendy like a trendy dancer. Um, someone who, who like follows whatever in the trends that are happening. I want to be someone that's like like they see a choreography from me and they're like, man, that's Aaron's choreography, right? And I'd be like, yeah, that is my choreography, bro. Thanks. <laughs> that's what I imagine the conversation <laughs> might look like, but of course that might change. But yeah, I mean, I I think trends and expectations. I think they're so fun to watch and I, they're so fun to like get people like into it and everything. But for me personally, I look, I appreciate, but I'm I just I like to go back to work on my, on my own thing. So are you saying you're not going to go on TikTok or? Yeah, that's Ooh. exactly what I'm saying. Officially, okay. I am not going to be on TikTok. Darren, you're done with TikTok? I haven't even started with TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this never Dang. even, this wasn't even a no! thing in the beginning. I already have a fan club for you. Aww. Then cancel it. Disband the fan club. It's not happening. No. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. I'm not starting a TikTok. Aww. I will be part of one. Like, I'll be Ooh. a guest, but Slide I will not. Slide into his DMs, folks. Yeah. <laughs> I need to appeal this. But I will not. I'm will gonna not, go so. protest outside your house. Aaron needs a TikTok! <laughs> well, good luck with that and that heat. I'll bring you, out, I'll bring you some water. <laughs> I think for me, um, probably similar. I think trends and styles definitely can inspire and sort of related to what I just said about, like, color palettes. Um... I think more importantly, they actually act as a way to challenge me to get to know myself better because I, the common theme in what a lot of us are saying is that we look at the trend and maybe our instinct is like, oh, I should jump on that. I should get in on that. But actually what it lets you do is you look at it and you're like, is this me or am I something else? So I think that's how it's been most helpful for me. Um, I also do feel like I kind of have like a knee jerk reaction to do like the counter trendy thing, which like I don't want to sound like a hipster or like hipster. But, no, hipster. <laughs> it's okay. I think what I mean is like when I see a lot of people doing something, my immediate thought is like, okay, I need Stay to do something away. different. Yeah. Mm. Um. And so figuring that out can can be a long process, but it can be really rewarding. And I think that's how I arrived at ideas like the zine, like the digital magazine, because after trying a lot of different things, you figure out, oh, this is what I actually enjoy. So, you know, we can like bash on trends, but they sort of act as like a mirror in a weird way. You look at it and you're like, oh, that's me. Or you're like, oh, this mirror sucks. <laughs> it you're wasn't like, a good analogy. Sucks. I hadn't not thought like about it too much. No, not I you like looking it. into the mirror sucks. <laughs> it's like the mirror is something wrong with the mirror. I'm in a horror movie. That's not me. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh. I guess like even for trends or style, I think like this kind of attitude incorporates in your life too, Rev. Oh, like, really? Uh, really only relevance to like Arizonans, but like HMOD just opened like, a couple of days ago. <laughs> and Sponsor then like us. everybody was like go out thinking about I like, did. oh, I got to check out HMOD. I know it's going to be a lot of people, but we got to go there early. But like Rev was like, yeah, I know HMOD is open. I'm going to go like a month later. I literally <laughs> made a conscious choice to go to Asiana. Like. Hey. <laughs> I was like, oh, everyone's at H Mart? Dope. I'm a shop at Asiana. No one's going to be there. 
Yeah. That's actually so it's very incorporate true. it in your lifestyle. I feel like this is right. I feel like it's gonna spawn another conversation not- about this. <laughs> is that good? Is that bad? What's my problem? <laughs> Next episode we talk about H Fart. Ooh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, I think for I see trends, like it's great. You know, I really wanna piggyback on what you were saying about the mirror thing. I think it was a wonderful analogy. Um, Thank you. Because it, it, I see trends as a, a community promoter. Like, it promotes people to gather together. Like, something is so cool that people just, you know, want to do it. And, you know, they gather together for the same common factor, right? But then, you know, people as trends die down, people are starting to realize, like, man, it was, it was cool for, like, a hot minute. But is this thing me? Should I stick mm-hmm. with it? You know, or should I stick with what I'm you know, good at and what I've been known to do. And I think it's a good, you know, point to reflect on. Because, you know, I think there are trends that, you know, are wonderful and it sticks to my style. Like I love film photography. So whether it's like doing it digitally and mimicking that style of film photography or actually going out and taking photos with my film camera, um, that resurgence of that trend brought back to like what I really appreciate and just understanding that aspect of photography. And understanding how film is a wonderful thing, like that—that's me. And now, even if the trend dies, I'm still doing film, mm-hmm. right? And and so it's just like it—it's it can be a good thing, can be a bad thing. But I think you just gotta keep yourself accountable, following through. You know, like is this me? Does this you know fit with what I do? If not, you know, let it go. It's okay. But you can look back mm-hmm. at like videos or posts and cringe at what you did before, <laughs> right? That's called gross. Um, or you can look at it and be like, man, like. I was good back then, you know, and then continuing mm-hmm. forward. And, you know, you, you, you realize what you're capable of and the expectations you set for yourself. I think you can. it's always good to revisit that and see if that's like, you know, a realistic thing. Dang, that was good. That is good. Yeah. I guess for me, uh, roles and trends, I kind of mentioned that in a way in the beginning. But um, I love to keep an eye on what's going on right now. I love to keep an eye to see what's new in the creative world. So like definitely if there's a new trend, if there's a new thing going on, like I'm going to be the first one to know about it. I'm going to be, you know, check out what's going on. Like that's going to help me understand like what is what what the creative world cares about. And but I guess like it also um, helps me to incorporate that new trend to I think I want to like I want to fit in and I want to incorporate what's new into my photography style or even in the future my photography business so I always try to like you know try something new like try and see if that's if that new trend is gonna fit my style if like in the future, like most of the photographer does YouTube and vlogs again, I might Ooh. start again, you know, just doing like Ooh. professional mm. stuff, like teaching people how to use cameras, teaching people yeah. how to, what is a camera? you know, do, <laughs> <laughs> I have a Canon 5D Mark IV, Ooh. you know, just doing that. Like, what do I those words mean? Be, I can still like develop my own style, you know, I can still teach people how to do, how to shot, how to shoot light and airy photos, yeah, yeah. you know. Yes like teach people how to do, how to edit the photos like I do. So maybe like I'm open to incorporate those trends and ideas or like even Instagram stories, you know, like just do a quick snippet of like, this is how you do it. Step one, step two, step three. Like if that's what people love to do or like if that's how people receive and they take it, I'll, I'll love to give it a try. But um, 
those trends aren't necessarily like the standard or the thing that I have to follow. Even if it doesn't fit my style, I will still want to know what's up to date and what is going on. Like, I don't feel like I have to incorporate that into my business. So like, I guess it's a sense of like, I'm still surviving, but I just have the power to choose whether I'm going to incorporate this trend into my style or not. So I still feel powerful of controlling my own style, but at the same time, I don't feel left out or I don't feel outdated for what's going on in the creative world. Oh, snaps. Makes sense. Makes I sense. love it. Yeah. Well, guys, that tunes in for our episode and you got to hear, you know, just very f- different, diverse opinions. Yeah. Yes. You know, I love that we all have different perspectives and we can bring in um, diversity. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. it's really good. And I think it's, it's healthy because it's like there's really no right answer or necessarily a wrong answer. Uh, but we're here to and it's completely OK, too. Yeah. And we're we're here to encourage each other. We're here to grow as a community and we're here to grow as artists individually um whether we have different types of successes um how you know fomo affects us and how we see trends um come and go whether we stick with it or not you know there's there's importance to it and i think you know we hope that this episode helps you guide what your thought process is going through and so yeah feel free to shoot us a DM. We would love to interact with you, like individually on our profiles or the mm-hmm. the Instagram podcast um, page. We would love CNBC podcast shouts, and we would love to just interact with you because I I think honestly this this is important and this is like mm-hmm. important for us to talk talk it out and hash it out. Because if you're struggling, if you're you know feeling like oh like I'm not good or I can't make it or like how do I or, you know I don't find joy in this you know like we're we're here for you guys. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's, that's it, guys. Thanks for listening. Woo. Thank you all. See ya. Bye. Bye bye.